everybody, and welcome to the Microsoft Innovative Educator Spotlight Series podcast. This is episode eight. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking to an MIE expert and an MIE fellow who is teaching about educational entrepreneurship and has a fantastic story to tell about his students and how they're not only being quick business people, but they're really taking their curriculum and turning them into global citizens. We're going to talk about how he's using O365, Sways, social media, the whole gambit of tools to really create amazing global citizens. So more on that. But before we get into that, I want to just announce that we passed our our amazing goal of over nine and a half million miles at this weekend's recent Skypeathon. We had a goal to, to reach more than one million miles, three million miles, five million miles. But by the time that the final, final bell was done on November 30th, we had over 9.6 million miles of classrooms Skyping with each other, connecting to professionals, to educators, to students, to Microsoft employees. It was a fantastic time. We want to hear from you. Did you out there participate in this year's Skypeathon? There's, of course, several great ways that you can do that. You can reach out to us on Twitter at TeacherCast or reach out to Microsoft directly at Microsoft underscore EDU and OneNote EDU. Of course, you can find this on all of our channels over on TeacherCast.net slash MIE Spotlight. And we would really love it if you could subscribe to our audio and our video channels on iTunes and YouTube at teachercast.net slash M-I-E audio and M-I-E video. We want to hear from you. We want to hear the stories of what happened. We would love to see pictures. We would love to share video. How did you participate in the skype this year? There's some great things happening. Of course, if you're also interested in doing some amazing collaboration, none better in my opinion, than checking out the great work happening over at education.minecraft. Net. There's a lot of neat things. Recently on the TeacherCast program, we had some of the creators from Minecraft and as well as a Microsoft Innovative Educator and Minecraft uh, fellow teacher, uh, Steve Isaacs, on. And they were sharing their passions all about Minecraft, how it works. So we were calling that the definitive podcast all about Minecraft EDU. I'm going to leave some show notes um, over on TeacherCast.net slash MIE Spotlight all about that. You can check that out just by searching for episode eight of this very series podcast. If you guys are out there using Minecraft, I highly recommend checking out that show. And please, again, connect with us here on the show and share what's happening in your classrooms. We would love to do it. There's, of course, other great ways that you can share what's happening in your classrooms and in your neighborhood. We have two amazing tweet meets, Twitter chats that happen each and every month. On the first Tuesday of every month, we have hashtag OneNoteQ, a great opportunity to share what's happening with you and how you're using OneNote to your advantage to keep your classroom organized and up to speed with all your curricular needs. And on the third Tuesday of every month, we have Microsoft EDU chat using hashtag MSFT EDU chat. And again, another great opportunity to connect, to share, and share your passions for teaching your students out there. My guest today is not only an MIE expert, but he is a two-year MIE fellow, and he teaches this amazing program in practical entrepreneurship in the country of Norway. Not only is he a regional award winner for best entrepreneurship educator, but his students are doing some amazing things and have won national, European, and international entrepreneurship awards. I want to bring onto the show today, from Norway, 
Ola Yanni Devic. Welcome to the show today. Uh, I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for having me here, Jeffrey. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about your time and what, what you're doing these days in, in Norway. Uh, this day, I'm just finishing up the uh, Skypeathon, where we had uh, a, a talk with some students in uh, Scotland. Uh, and I'm also uh, deep into a project with Spain, Sweden, and France about practical entrepreneurship that's just started up. Tell us a little bit about that. You've been working really, really hard with your students to, to bring in this, this concept of practical entrepreneurship. What is it and how did you get involved with it? Um, the practical entrepreneurship is about doing something outside of the classroom with the local communities. Um, in Norway, we have many great uh, teacher programs where we have this practical um, degree when you if like say you're working in the media uh, that we are working with and instead of just doing things for the teacher you go out into the local businesses and you you ask for different assignments so my students can uh, they can make films they can make uh, news edits they can do many different designs uh, and to be um, like hired by a um, outside company uh, and when they're doing this, they can also compete in different contests. And my students have been doing this for like 10 years now, and we have been very successful in making them um, work hard in the projects. Now, you're doing this with students that are between 16, 19 years old. Is this something that the students are getting into because they have an interest in going into business classes once they get out of uh, secondary school? Or are these kids that are looking to explore these different topics and maybe find a, you know something fun and interesting to do with their, with their courses? Of course, the, one of the benefits is that it's it's very rewarding to work with real cases, because when we are working with uh, a local, um, we have a like, local company that is constructing uh, boats, uh, and they need some kind of logo or some kind of um, design material, then my students can make them and they will be used for real. It will be used for, for that company. And it, they will see it when they pass in the streets and they see these posters. Uh, of course, many of my students have want to be entrepreneurs and to take classes in business management and how to create their own companies. Uh, but during my classes, they will learn how to do these things. So they are more prepared when they have to do the more theoretical bit later on. What are some of the topics that you and your students dive into in the world of entrepreneurship? Do they, do they start off with you know, marketing, with business? Do they, where do you start them and where do they end at the end of the year? At the beginning of the year, they, they just um, they don't know anything about starting businesses. They don't know about the economics. They don't know about the challenges. Uh, so first, we introduce them to how they are going to, to start um, with the business ideas, what they can do, what they can produce. Uh, and during the year, they have to make their own web pages. They have to make their own marketing. They have to take their own um, business assignments. So during the year, they will actually learn everything from starting a company to ending a company and hopefully uh, a lot more using their subject skills during the time. 
Now you're able to do all of this and, and organize this this amazing program through the use of Office 365 tools. Tell us a little bit about how you're using applications such as Skype and OneNote to provide this amazing course for your students. Well, uh, actually, OneNote is uh, is the key because we use them for um, I use it for the assignments uh, to keep track of the customers to keep track of the students. Uh, and also for, for the log they are going to write during the year. So earlier we were using um, the regular word and it was so much work to, to uploading and downloading and uploading documents. And this was before the Office 365 where you can use the online version. So the one of this actually very helpful because it, it allows us to, to keep track of all the things that is doing in the business. Uh, we are using Skype very much also because we have this international platform where we work with different languages uh, in order to meet, in order to talk, to plan, to like compare logos, to talk about business plans. Uh, it's so much more easy when you can use Skype than, than before when you used emails because it was just so hard to, to get to know each other. Now, in addition to doing all the work in the classroom, I know you're also... Uh, working on a global platform. Tell us a little bit about some of the, the, the experiences that you're going to be having over the next few months and few years. I see that you're traveling to Sweden and I see you traveling to France. What? Tell us a little bit about these global adventures. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, my students started with this international program where they went to Spain to learn from local business persons and also work with teachers in starting development skills in, uh, in creativity for the businesses. Uh, and they're going to use Skype to, to continue working with the students they met from all those old countries. And just next week, some of the students will be discussing logotypes and discussing the business plans, uh, just to keep connecting until we will meet again in Sweden in, uh, in spring. So when we're working with our students here, is this a, is this a one year program that you're working on or are the students invested for th all three years of their time in secondary school? How, how much of a, a commitment are the kids working with you here? The first year, um, when they, they come to the first year at school, we don't start with uh, the entrepreneurship at once. We use the first year just to, to teach them basic skills in design, in marketing, in creativity. So the second year is when we, we have the program, they will be um, knowledgeable about the different things they need just to produce the, the different assignments. So we use the second year to, to learn them how to, to do the business bit after we have the, the first um, skill set in place. And for this project, they will be going to, uh, uh, to a two-year um, education where they'll first be the introduction and then they will have all travels. And uh, some of the students will be included not next year, but not all of them, because we have to to hand in some of the um, we have to have some new students also coming in, so that next year students also will benefit from the from the funding. And and you know clearly you're working on a global market here, and clearly you're working with an environment that needs to be, you know, respectable in business, but also you're working with students here. Talk to us a little bit about how you work with them on their communication skills. I mean, we talked a little bit about Skype and what you're doing with the Skype-a-thon, but I would imagine that social media, social media training has to be a big part of what you 
work on in your classrooms? Well, of course, um, in most classrooms in Norway, if you say that the students can use Skype, they can use Facebook, they can use internet in the hours, in the lessons, uh, most teachers would say that's, that's not a good thing. But since my students are in the media business, most of them, they have to know how to, to behave and how to, to use technology to their advantage and not just as something that is making them less concentrated about their work. So we use uh, social media to to share ideas with students. If we find something interesting, we just post it into the social net site so they can have that as uh, inspiration. Uh, and of course, we, we teach them how to use these digital tools to communicate, uh, how to have a proper um, way of talking to other people. But, uh, but mostly we, we work very much with media ethics uh, and how to communicate and how to use your, yeah, use your your reason in, in communicating with other people. And I know that this show here is, you know, being downloaded by MIEs and educators all across the world. If anybody wants to reach out and connect with your students, what are the addresses or where can we go to find out more and connect with your students? Well, they, they have a, a web page, but it's not fully up yet. But of course you can reach them through, through my uh, email and also through my Twitter handles. Uh, and um, in short time, they will have their own web page. And, and since one of their assignments is to make an international blog about the project, uh, there will also be an, uh, a link to, to that page. That is fantastic. We're, of course, going to have all the links in our show notes here over on uh, the uh, TeacherCast uh webpage here over on the MIE Spotlight. This is, of course, episode number eight. Uh, let's change our attention here a little bit to, to the MIE program. You've been an MIE now for three years and an MIE fellow for two years. Tell us a little bit about the program. Uh, you know, what is the program like in Norway? And uh, how has it helped you transform not only your classroom, but, you know, your professional development? In Norway, we have been very active in the uh... Uh, the MEI. Um, I've been to, to many um, different conferences and actually my school had two MEIs in one year, which was really fantastic since we are a small school. Uh, and I've been to, to Seattle to the E2, the, the big conference at Microsoft. Uh, and I have so many connections and so many networks and met so many different educators. Uh, that the hard thing is not to uh, take advantage of all the possibilities, but to find a way how to manage uh, to actually, um, that there are so many different opportunities arising from the MIL program that is just, it's just so great. Tell us a little bit about uh, one of your favorite moments, either be at E2 or in Seattle, or tell us your favorite moment of, um, as being a part of the MIE program. Well, nothing really can compare to being at uh, Redmond uh, and to attend the, the different conferences and uh, have the, the, the CEO of Microsoft uh, uh, sitting just a, a tweet from front of me at the, the fireside last conference. Uh, but of course, um, actually to, to meeting other educators uh, and to be able to, to share my knowledge with other um, fellow MIAs and to be acknowledged and also to, 
to have this bonding when you say that there are something that called technology that can change the life of our students. Uh, and someone else would say, I know I've been working with these things for so long and I share all your passions for this technology. Uh, and just to meet other people with the same fire and the same engagement as yourself is very, very rewarding. You know, I love the answers whenever I, I talk to MIEs about, you know, what does it mean to them? You know, everybody has the same answer. We love the connection. We love the family. We love the communication. I, I love having that MIE, you know, opportunity to work with other educators globally. Um, I, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and spending time with us. But before I let you go, I do have something here called our MIE Spotlight Challenge. It's a series of questions that really are designed to get you thinking and to share a little bit about who we are here as MIEs. Would you be up for taking our challenge today? I'm always up for a challenge, so just go ahead. All right. Here is our first question here. I got a few questions for you. They get a little harder. I will warn you here. Um, first question, how does Office 365 help you provide amazing lessons for your students? Well, there are so many different ways, but I have to say that Sway uh, is very transformative because sometimes as a teacher, I don't have all that much time to prepare. Uh, and if I was in the old days and I was using PowerPoint, I would have to make some design, de design decisions during the way. But uh, these days, if I have a little time and have to prepare for class, I would just open Sway and I would just uh, hammer text and move images from the internet and maybe find some clips from, from different videos. And I would have a presentation that can last an entire hour in just maybe uh, five, six minutes. Uh, and for me as a designer and teacher, that saves me like two hours because I would always use the time in trying to get all the different texts and all the images to line up in PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. So that's something. I love it. I love the answer here. Uh, all right. Question number two. This one gets a little bit harder here. What makes the MIE program so special for you? I've been in, in other programs like uh, in entrepreneurship uh, and, and different other programs. But the MIA is really something special because you have this great support from the, the local uh, MS education teams. Uh, there are so many great informations. There are so many different things that you can have access to in, in different class situations that is so very helpful. So I think having, uh, having a team of experts, just teachers and, and different um, people working at Microsoft in education teams. It's just so, so very good to, to have. All right, next question here. And, and, and I think this is one of the harder ones here. I'm just going to give you the warning here. Why are your kids so awesome? Uh, how can you answer such a question without either offending someone or just <laughs> shortchanging someone? Uh, what makes my students so amazing is that they're so unafraid to try new things. They're so into trying new possibilities to, well, for example, I, I said to my students that I had this project uh, in, in, in Africa. Uh, I need students to go to Africa. Uh, and they asked me, uh, what are we going to do in Africa? Um, we're going to make a movie about how entrepreneurship will change Africa. 
uh, and they say, okay. <laughs> and and uh, they came when we were going to, to have this interviews with the students and 60% of my class was going to want to come to Africa and make a movie uh, just because the teacher wanted to do it. And I think that was very brave and, and I wouldn't do it myself. I would be too afraid. So I think my bravery in the students, it's uh, the students bravery is maybe the thing that makes them amazing. That's a good story. That's absolutely a good story. Is is that video available? Uh, would there be a link to that video that we might be able to share? Was was it ever finished? Or yeah, of course. I got uh, a documentary in English about the students uh, that went there, uh, and also have the video about why entrepreneurship might change Africa. So I have them both if you want them. We would love to have that on here. I've got two more questions for you here. And again, they're getting a little bit harder here, but what is the best teachable moment you've ever had with your class? Well, that's a tough question also because there are so many great moments. Uh, it can be sometimes when one of my students that maybe have been, been a bit of, hasn't really been doing the best and, and suddenly I can explain to them what is the most important thing and the next test they will just be fantastic uh, but one special experience was when we was in this local contest uh, last year actually it was the national contest last year uh, and my students been working hard with uh, an information campaign uh, and they didn't have any beliefs that they would do very good so one day we get this note that okay you're one of the 10 top finalists and you're going to the capital and you will compete there. Uh, and all my students was like, uh, no way are we going to nationals? Uh, but okay. And, and we went to the nationals and they were going to announce the winner after my students had been there. And suddenly just, they won, they won the entire thing. And we've been doing that contest for 10 years and we never come any further than second place. And that year, students just won everything, and I was so happy. I was just sitting there with my camera and taking pictures of them at stage, and they were just cheering everyone. So that was really quite something to, to be in. That is a very, very cool story. Congratulations on that success. All right, I got one more question for you here. There are several times that we get emails from teachers saying, look, I'm new I'm, I'm brand new. I'm new to this whole Office 365 thing. I don't know where to start with OneNote. I've got Sways. I've got Forms. i got all of this stuff that I'm supposed to be teaching with. Where do I go? What do I do first? So my last question to you is, what advice do you have for those teachers who are just getting started with the O365 experience? Where should they start? Where can they go to find information? tell them what they could do to just kind of get a handle on all this stuff to start to be amazing and creative in their classrooms? Well, the first thing is to log on to the 365 platform. Uh, and when you get there, it's, it's just so much, so much to start with. So I would say that just, just try OneNote, just trace way, just try to, yeah, just use one of the tools. Uh, because the most important thing isn't the tools. Of course, they are very important. Uh, but the most important thing is that you try to use them uh, and you, you find a way that works for you. And you talk to your students and you find out what do they want to achieve? What do they want to, to use the tools for? Or more exactly, what do they need to do? Uh, 
uh, and then you as a teacher can just sit down and find what are these tools? How can I achieve what the students want to do? I want to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us today. Talking today to MIE expert and MIE fellow from the great country of Norway, Ole Janne Devik. Um, one last time, where can we go to find you? What's your website? What's your Twitter? How can we reach out and uh, participate in your learning? Um, my web page is blog.mediaproduction.com uh, and I have a Twitter handle that is Ole uh, Devik. 77, uh, I hope. Uh, and uh, of course, you can always email me uh, at odevik77 uh, at gmail.com. Uh, I'll be in touch. And one more time, I want to thank Mr. Devik for coming on and sharing not only his passions for education, but some really, really nice tips of how you guys out there can be using Office 365, Sways, OneNote, and really help take your classrooms to the next level. As he said, it's all about joining that education.microsoft.com network, meeting other educators, reaching out there to industry professionals, sharing the power of social networking with your students, and really taking your lessons to that next level. We want to hear what you're doing in your classroom. There's, of course, several great ways that you can participate in this and all of the podcasts that we have here on TeacherCast. You can, of course, reach out to us on Twitter at TeacherCast or leave us a message at Microsoft underscore EDU and at OneNote EDU. Of course, our series can be found over on TeacherCast.net slash MIE Spotlight. And please take a moment today to subscribe to our iTunes and our YouTube channels over at TeacherCast.net slash MIE Audio and MIE Video. And take a moment while you're over there to leave us a nice rating and a nice review. We'd love to hear from you, especially like this program as our guest list becomes global. We want to share this with as many people as possible. So if you're out there listening, please take a moment and share this on your Twitter feeds and connect us with your professional network. There's, of course, other great things that we can do. A reminder, on the first and third Tuesdays of every night, we have our Microsoft Tweet Meets at 10 a.m., 4 p.m. Pacific on both the first and third Tuesday of every night. And of course, we want to hear from you. So please connect with us and share what's happening in your classrooms. On behalf of everybody here on Microsoft Education and the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.